0: Carry On Only, dedicated to inspiring your next global adventure with award-winning photographer, creative director, and travel expert, Jill Pater. Jill has worked in over 100 countries, has published 21 books on architecture, design, travel, and gastronomy. Now, here's Jill and her co-host, Lisa Polachek.
1: Hey, Jill, where do you want to go today? I
2: think we should go to Peru. Why Peru? (laughs) Well, it is on most people's bucket list. So this is one of our, another listener's choice, where people wanted us to go, so we went. And Peru, the the major draw to Peru for most travelers is Machu Picchu. It's the, the ancient Inca ruins. But there's so much else there. And I think it's really a great place for travel enthusiasts, adventurers, as well as foodies to go. And we have a lot of foodie listeners, so we'll delve into that for sure.
1: Very good. Beyond Machu Picchu, what, what kind of research did you do so that you knew a little bit of what to expect?
2: There's two things I have that surprise a lot of people because I travel so much. But one is anxiety before I fly, and the other is altitude sickness. So I was just kind of researching, you know, the altitude where, you know, kind of getting down to base in, in Cusco, which is the, the neighboring city to Machu Picchu, and just seeing what, what else it has to offer. I knew I was going to spend a lot of time in Lima. So I, I look through, I find out what's going on in terms of architecture and design, the latest and greatest in hospitality, new places that are being built. One of the great things about Peru, it's, it's the best of the ancient world and the new world. So you kind of have this interesting mix of, you know, again, the most ancient ruins in the world. There's some of the most ancient ruins in the world. And for, you know from there, you go into the bustling city of Lima, which is like top of, you know, top of the list for a lot of foodies, for a lot of the latest, greatest restaurants. So it's an interesting, it's an interesting trip. It's not like any other trip that I've done in terms of this, having this kind of serene landscape, this very spiritual place that Machu Picchu can be in the Sacred Valley. And then going from there to a bustling city is is a unique mix.
1: Did you go in with any specific shooting ideas? In mind, any any architecture or landscapes or uh, resorts that you knew you wanted to capture, or did it happen just did it unfold before your eyes?
2: It was a little of both. I definitely knew I'd be doing a lot of the landscape shots, and especially in the Sacred Valley in Machu Picchu area. Some of the resorts came up as a surprise. I, I like to go and just kind of see what's there first, and then decide what I'm going to photograph, especially if it's going into a, a specific book. Um, because those doors tend to open once you get there. Mm-hmm. And so what, what are what are some
1: examples of places that ended up published in a book you've done?
2: Well, a uh, couple of resorts, which um, we'll let our viewers check out online because they'll have access to the show notes, which will be in the link. So you'll, you'll get to see beautiful interiors and exteriors of some of the resorts in the Sacred Valley area also in Lima, as well as pictures of Machu Picchu.
1: Perfect. Okay, so show notes. What kinds of activities? How did you, how did you spend your days there?
2: So it was great because it was a very varied trip in terms of um, first getting to Cusco, just navigating the city, seeing all the pre-Columbian architecture and artifacts and arts. It's actually a pretty, there's actually quite a bit to do in that city in terms of seeing churches and architecture and the food in Peru, which is amazing. So those were the first couple of days were spent in Cusco, just getting adjusted to the altitude and then heading um, up into Machu Picchu, which is about a 20 minute train ride. So very close. And I thought, you know, when I was booking this trip, a lot of people kind of do this big hike into Machu Picchu. And I thought, oh, I'm going to book, you know, I'm going to book a guide and I'm going to book, you know, a couple days hiking. I want to spend a lot of time hiking in Machu Picchu. You know, I'm in great shape. This is going to be amazing. Of course, I met my guide, whose name was aptly, who was aptly named Angel. And I was hiking for like five minutes. I'm like, I'm so tired. This is (laughs) like, I can't breathe at altitude. Okay, in in Machu Picchu is quite big. Like even if you're just doing the you know perimeter and seeing things, it's it's a pretty active hike. And Mm -hmm. if you're not used to again the 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 altitude, it takes a little more out of you. So I booked that. I booked a couple other hikes around as well, which didn't go quite as long as I had intended. Instead of being eight hour hikes, they were probably closer to one and a half, Um, (laughs) but it was still, it was still an amazing experience just being up there. And, and it's just one of those places you've seen it a million times in in photos and books, but to actually be there and and be kind of hiking in and around it is such a unique experience. So I spent probably three or four days there and then headed to Lima, which again was a very different experience. Actually, there was a stop in between. I, I was in the Sacred Valley then for a couple of days, just kind of relaxing Doing spa and wellness shoots, and then I headed from there, you know, very quiet, very serene, into Lima, which is a major city, bustling, full of arts and architectures and the other things that we love.
1: When you're talking about your ambitions for hiking a lot, whether you did it or
2: not, (laughs) no um, judgment.
1: Right. Do do you feel as though uh, the ideal traveler should be pretty fit and and flexible and and ready to hit the trails or, you know, can you be... Let's say a little more leisurely and um, maybe rely on some more transportation to get where you need to be.
2: You can certainly there's certainly more leisurely ways to do it. I, I wouldn't recommend booking hikes on top of actually visiting Machu Picchu okay. um, if that's not your that's not your jam. But I would say it is it was more rigorous than I had anticipated, even just like getting to the main point. So it's definitely for somebody who's a little bit more ambulatory. Okay, um, you don't have to be in crazy fitness shape. Yeah, but it is helpful. Like if you're not somebody that can walk along time or has trouble climbing um, on any level, it's probably not, you know, it wouldn't be my first stop as a recommendation.
1: Okay. What other surprises did you encounter other than really (laughs) needing (laughs) to put on the mileage? Getting better in shape? Yeah.
2: Um, I think just, I think being in the Sacred Valley was interesting because it was so peaceful. It was so serene. And it was just, it felt so different. You know, sometimes when, as a tourist, you're in these areas that are so busy and touristy and when you get out of that you're just like you're just really in it you're in this like kind of place that's so that's so different and and meeting people and meeting you know i had great i've always been lucky in that i find great guides everywhere i go and i had a great guide and i you know met him and his family and he took me all over the sacred valley but we were just alone you know, for like a couple of days at a time, tra- you know, traversing the area. And that was, that was a unique experience and kind of a surprise. I didn't, I didn't anticipate that low of a population density or, or not being around other tourists as much for wow. that part.
1: Wow, okay. Do you have maybe a top three list
2: of highlights? Yes. So I loved Cusco. I love the churches. I love the, um, the arts and architecture and museums. Peruvian Cuisine amazing. I I love to do cooking classes everywhere I go. Not that I'm actually going to recreate these dishes at home, but just so I kind of understand like what's available and what goes into it. And you learn so much about the history and culture of a place by what goes into their food. I was very impressed. I did a mixology class there. Peru is known for Pisco. And so they do amazing Pisco cocktails and have all these concoctions, which are delicious ceviche, tiradito, all the raw seafood dishes that they do are, are off the charts. So food is definitely a big one. And then Lima as well. I love kind of, I love the art scene in Lima and just being, just having that totally diverse experience from being in the ancient ruins to being, you know, in the heart of a, a very busy city. Mm-hmm.
1: When you're not taking a cooking class or a um, mixology class, what kinds of environments are you in when you're eating and drinking?
2: All different. So I try to do a little of everything like from the street food and markets, which I love. Right. So very affordable, budget friendly options all the way up to I usually research like a couple of the top restaurants and see if I can I can kind of get in. And um, Lima in particular has a few Michelin star restaurants. I love seeing what new chefs are doing, creating in the region. So a mix of both. And then obviously, because I photograph luxury, wellness, hospitality, hotels. I'm in those environments as well, relaxing and checking things out. Very good. How are you getting
1: from place to place when you're not on one of your marathon hikes?
2: (laughs) Well, usually a driver, you you know, driver, inland transportation, so... you know, short flights between the cities in Peru. For the Sacred Valley, the days I was in the Sacred Valley, I hired a driver to kind of take me around because the places are very, you know, far apart. And the driver was also a guide, so that works well in terms of uh, of seeing things. And then sometimes, too, I, I love when it's available public transportation.
1: Can you arrange transportation for yourself spur of the moment or do you kind of have to have a game plan for this is what we're doing tomorrow and this is who's taking me?
2: For the most part, I think you can do things relatively spur of the moment. I usually like to have a couple contacts in advance and especially because Machu Picchu is one of the most visited places in the world. Right. I would book that. I would book your guide for that in advance, as, as far in advance as you can.
1: Okay. Is there an ideal time of year to visit Peru?
2: The best time of year to visit is generally April through October.
1: Okay. And um how long should somebody commit to being there?
2: That's always a tough question. I I recommend and I try to be as, you know, realistic as possible knowing that, you know, some people have don't have a lot of vacation time, but I would recommend a minimum of seven days. You probably want longer than that. But if say you're doing Cusco and Machu Picchu, maybe a short trip into Lima. Seven days would allow you to kind of scratch the surface of that.
1: Okay. Budget-wise, what does it take as far as airfares, transportation while you're there, food, accommodations?
2: Food is relatively reasonable in Peru, unless, of course, you're eating at, you know, the top restaurants. But budget, just, you know, airfare, it depends what city you're flying from. You can find reasonable flights to Lima from most U.S. cities. And then from there, your accommodations, really, they're a little bit more expensive in Machu Picchu because there are less accommodations. But in Lima, you know, the world's your oyster in terms of if you want to stay at budget accommodations to the top luxury places. So it just really, it really depends on, you know, how you want to travel. Okay. But there are budget options for sure.
1: Okay. I would imagine there are ways of going top-notch luxury if you wanted to. Absolutely. Any favorites?
2: (laughs) There are quite a few in the Sacred Valley, and we have those featured in the online magazine. Perfect. Which you can
1: drool over and hopefully book your trip. Right on. Okay. You are known for traveling with one bag that you can carry on, and in fact, you did an entire book and visited 100 countries by packing only one bag. What's your packing advice for visiting Peru?
2: For Peru, altitude, anytime you're at altitude, it typically means hotter days and cooler nights. So you want a mix of gear and the lightest gear that you can possibly have. So that typically means technical. So having like, you know, wool tops or things that you can kind of hike in and then layer. So the lightest amount of clothes that have like the most amount of temperature protection and and definitely layers for Peru. It's pretty casual. It's... um, Machu Picchu in the hiking area, you know, it's, everyone's pretty casual there. In Lima, if you're going out at night, then you would want to take it up a notch and have evening wear.
1: Right. So you're going to a Michelin-starred restaurant, and you're going to take down some serious mixology cocktails. Yes. Uh, what are you wearing
2: right. You need the right outfit for that. Yeah, of course. Yes. I love packing. I like, you know, for my evening wear, I usually have like one or two dresses pair with shoes that are still comfortable because, again, you're walking through streets and, you know, you usually take a a cab at night or some type of transportation, but you still kind of want to walk around and and see what's in the area. So still having, you know, dress shoes, but things that are very comfortable at the same time.
1: Very good. Well, this has been great. As we've said, there's a lot of resources that you can see on the uh, show notes and the website, so we hope you'll look at that. That's all the time we have for today, so please just join us again next month when we have our next episode of Carry On Only with Jill Pater. Carry On
0: Only. Thanks for listening to Carry On Only, dedicated to inspiring your next global adventure. Listen to Jill take you around the world in style, live every week right here or 24-7 on demand at StarWorldWideNetworks.com. Please remember to like, subscribe, and share. For immediate access to Jill's destination guides, blog, and show notes, please visit JillPater.com. And follow her on Instagram at Jillpater.